So, Gary, are you ready to talk about this week's episode? Uh, I don't know about that, Pat. I think we might have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> well, what's that, silly? It looks like there's, uh, there's something on the cable here. And that's because my computer is a cable car. And this is a train metaphor. Oh, well, um, what's that going to do for anything? Well, it looks like I'm going to have to, like, get some bug spray or something. Uh, hiss, hiss. Is that the bug spray? No, that's the snake. It's a big snake. It, you can hear it hissing. Hiss, hiss. Well, um, it seems to be content where it is. We can probably just edit it out with noise removal later. All right, sure. Let's record a podcast. Hello, and welcome to Getting Electronic, where I'm Pit-Pat. And I'm True Gary. And this week, we're talking about episode 15 of Digimon Tamers, Snakes, Trains, and Digimon. Or, if you watch the Japanese version, Giant Snake Appearance, Great Edo Line, Great Panic. For those of us watching in glorious Nippon, this is Kyodai Hebi Shutgetsun. Shutsugetsun, my bad. Oedo Sendai Paniku. Just like Doki Doki Panic, it's truly about what it does in your heart. Because Paniku means heartbeat. That's right, Gary. Thank God you're here for the research. Because I only watched the Dutch version this week. Yuban Shrek, or Subway Scare. The Grosse Traumer. I'm not sure what to make of that. When did you learn to speak German? That's nothing that you need to know about, but I might have been learning ever since I found out that they were different ages in different countries. I absolutely did not want to be reminded of that. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. So, the first half of this episode really doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's kind of fillery, but once we actually get into things, there's quite a bit that happens in the back half. But the first half is just... What's his name playing around with all the children? You you mean the lead character of the show? Exactly. Takato. His name is Takato. Anyway, yes, Takato just goes around with Gilmon in the park, showing off his Digimon to all his friends so he can have actual friends again at school. And it's great because it works out for him, and nobody is minding that they get rejected later on and they have to say, Hey, this thing that you've been treating as a toy is actually a life-and-death warrior. Uh, yeah, it's actually a little strange that nobody decides that they're going to comment on that. It's incredibly silly, but that's what happens when you have small children. I don't think that was the point. Th that's what happens when you have small children. Okay, sure. Also, it seems like Ruki might be a weeb. No, she's Japanese. You can't be a weeb if you're Japanese. Ruki is definitely a weeb because she's the first one who recognizes that the enemy is actually one of the Japanese folklore spirits, devas. No, she has to be told that. She recognizes that because she's with her grandma, who is actually Japanese. That makes Ruki Japanese. Because Ruki's grandmother is Japanese, she's able to recognize that it's a deva. And so, 
Now we know what the enemy is going to be for the next so many episodes. The Japanese spirits all trying to come forth and kill the spirit of America. Leomon! I, I don't like that you're right about this. I know I am. That's how this goes, and I also did the research on devas this week, which is how I was able to tell you that, if you didn't know what they are, they are 12 perfect-level Digimon who are the followers of the Four Holy Beasts, or the Four Cardinals' directions of the wind, earth, water, etc. And anyway, it's a giant love letter to the Zodiac. They are each representing one of the different signs, as well as in the Chinese Zodiac, not the American. Because the American Zodiac is bad, and also, what are you going to make Cancermon out of? I think he'd be a crab. Well, okay, I guess that makes sense, but the thing is, there's a whole system that we're going to be dealing with because of the Heian period's history and Japan as a whole. Digimon Tamers, it's a Japanese show. They're all Japanese shows. Not by the time we get done with them, or when the Dutch do. I really don't want to know what that means. You really don't! Let's not talk about their... Let's not. No, no, no. We're stopping here. No. But I guess the thing we have to talk about now is that the fact that the Digimon in the subway is... Let me check this. Sandiramon, the snake. Anyway, he's very ornamental and takes no damage until he dies abruptly once somebody shows up and uses a plus one attack card. You're oversimplifying that a little bit. They all, they all gather. Oh, and a child almost dies. Again. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that they're deciding to go this dark this fast. Digimon Tamers, we hope you didn't like children. Yeah, um, well, okay, sure, we can, we can do that. We can... I'm just speechless. Yeah, that's how this goes. Sometimes you have to bring in the fun with you. Children dying is the fun. Sometimes you have to bring in the fun with you, Gary. Oh, no. Anyway, when Sandiramon attacks, he pretty much wrecks them all until he doesn't, at which point he says, I am one of the twelve devas. There are eleven more like me. And soon you, traitors who serve these false gods of children, will die to our lord and master. What, what was it in the dub? In the Dutch dub, they actually talk about how the Digimon Fuhrer is going to come in and will conquer all the land. Nope, nope, nope. I really don't believe you did. I absolutely did. That's totally how this went down. Oh my god, we're going to get cancelled. No, you can't be cancelled if it turns out that what you're saying falls under parody. And this is parody. It's absolutely parody, meant for fair use, not meant for serious- Are you trying to get us in legal trouble again? We've only been sued once, and it's currently stuck in upper litigation. We'll be fine. The judge told us we are not supposed to touch this anymore. The judge doesn't know what he's doing because the judge is a bitch. Oh my god. Yep. Anyway, now it's time to move on to our email segment. Did you bring a letter this week, Gary? I you know I didn't, Pitpat. You're the one who has the email. That's right. I am, and don't you forget it. So let's talk about the first thing in our inbox this week from friend of the show, Fianga. Now let's talk about what it says here. Um, let me find it again. She says, how do you deal with horny content and otherwise normal media? What? Especially online where the creator might stumble on your shamefully thirsty tweets. For the sake of argument, assume that this is clearly not the author's secret fetish. What is this? 
I get self-conscious about this sort of thing because I imagine a legion of horny people descending on some poor creator, but it's probably okay as long as you stay in the realm of, hey, this is neat, and not, do you think J.R.R. Tolkien had a quicksand fetish? What? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the letter from Fianna, and I'm just going to say that, in general, it's a bit, why are we answering this? We're answering it because our fans sent it in, Gary. Anyway, I'm going to say that, generally, this is a thing that happens, and you have to be ready to experience that some people are going to take different readings on your works than, other than what you do. That's what happens when you put things out into the world. Look at Supernatural fans. They read so much subtext into the show that it eventually became part of the characters because everyone went, you know, I think they've got a point here, and we could do something with that. I, um, you know I am a known no-sex haver. It is currently orgasm-free October here, so we have to remember that I'm not doing anything that would allow me that sort of release, so... I am, in fact, very much against the thirst. It is real, and it may kill me. That's terrible. You know what you should do? Not. <coughs> Excuse me. You should not. Anyway, I'm just saying that as a doctor. Maybe you need to not. No, no, no. This is not a discussion we're having on it. That's why we hired that new editor. Anyway, let's go more to the mail. Do we have to? Yes. Yes, we do. What's your opinion on how bad tournament arcs are? And that was sent to us in a tweet from one of our viewers. It is a Rusty Trombone 42. Do you, I know? Sure, whatever. Um, I'm very glad that Digital Monsters does not have any kind of tournament arc at any point in its long history. And I'm now concerned that that is going to be how they finish off all the character stories in the upcoming movie. I think that a tournament arc would be great because it was one of the best parts of Yu Yu Hakusho and Naruto and could actually really improve this shonen series as well. How about they try that for the new season instead of this, oh, we're going to do social commentary. Oh, let's talk about how apps are bad. Are you trying to get us kicked off the internet again? No, I'm just telling the truth. I'm a truth teller, Gary. That's how this goes. <sighs> we're all doomed we're we're both doomed they were not doomed until they find us and the bunker is fortified i've been meaning to ask about that how did you get a bunker and you never did tell me where this was because you're the kind of idiot who would blab it on air gary anyhow let's go to one more email and then we'll switch into gate when did we have games we have games since we moved to the bunker because that's how we stay sane uh, okay. Our final question today is this. Since the series has decided that it's going to talk about the real world and the near future, what do you think the equivalent of ghost hunters would be in a world where Digimon show up sometimes? Would people be getting horny cryptid kind of things for, say, does that one senator white write weird Renamon erotica instead of Bigfoot? Oh my god. I think I like this idea, but... Mostly it just makes me think, as people see them more and more throughout the series, what happens if you have actual in-world Digimon thirst traps? <laughs> what? Yeah, I think it would be a real thing that if, say, one of them decides, 
that they're just going to go outside the normal Digimon Tamer paradigm. And what happens when a digital beast decides to find out that everyone is crushing on it? This is not happening. This is absolutely happening. You have to tell me right now, what is your favorite erotic Digimon? Um, we're... what? Yeah, I need to know, what is the most erotic Digimon, Gary? Why are you not going first on this? Because you forgot to sum up the plot at the first part of the episode, and now you have to make up for that. Make up for that, Gary. Okay, just just put that... I don't see any kind of a gun, Gary. What are you doing? Make up for your mistakes. Okay, um, the, the most erotic... The most erotic Digimon is definitely going to be Angel Woman. That is a basic bitch answer. Get into something real, Gary. Or else. Um, Valdermon. Ah, I see you really do just have a thing for all the biblical angels. Okay, I will accept this. And now I know something about you that maybe you didn't even know about yourself, Gary. What about you? Well, me, I'm an easy one, silly. That's ex-antibody Lilithmon, silly. It's so beautiful. I'm not going to read much into that. Not at all. Good. You shouldn't. Because you better believe I have some kind of phantom pain waiting for you if you do. <laughs> I need to use the bathroom right now. That's what the bucket is for. The bunker doesn't have plumbing. Does the does the bunker have um does the bunker have an exit? No. That's how we stay hidden. Does the bunker have internet? Are we even recording this for anyone? Of course we are, Gary. How else would I be getting all these emails? You you said some of those were tweets. How else? Would I be getting all these emails? Okay, okay. Let's just put that down. Put nothing down. I'm not holding anything, Gary. This is how this goes. Now we're going to play some games. First up this week is where we... And this is Editor Frank here. I hate to cut in, but this is about the last of the audio we can use. I presume all of you have heard about how this story ended, and those of us in the Becoming Electronic family are not very happy to hear how this went down. Rest in peace, Gary. We will carry on without you, but we will be back in about three weeks' time with another episode of Becoming Electronic, where we resume with a new pair of hosts, because... That is what the content farms do to us. Abolish capitalism, and good night, everyone. I hope you can enjoy... Enjoy... Yourselves. Thank you, and good night.